Welcome, everyone, to episode 138 of Bike Club Show. This is Eileen. This is Lynn. This, this is Shannon. Stephanie. Oh, hey. And it's Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we remember how the, the I think order we're is. backwards because all of us are on here right now. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Yay. Oh, Lynn's back. It's been forever. Yay. I know. I have been not around. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay because we're still kind of watching all the same shows, yes. and a lot of shows have returned back to uh, television. And uh, I know I was just saying on pre-show that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not cut up on being human. I tried, and I got distracted. I got to start over and watch the last episode, and then they had a new one tonight. I'm like, oh, I'm too behind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we might have to skip that one, guys. Next week for sure. Yeah, because um, Shannon's the only one caught up on that show. I promised to watch it. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> um, it's good. I just, I've been, I don't know, I've been watching other shows and, you know, um, well, I've been trying to finish Doctor Who, which is... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, it's a long series and I've been trying to get through. So I'm like, finish season four of that. And, you I know think when Doctor you, Who is a good excuse. Is it? Okay, good. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like when you get focused on a show and then you try and cram everything else in. And oh, I yeah. guess my priority is like uh, The Vampire Diaries. And then The Walking Dead, you know, in our in our slate of shows, that's kind of what's happening, I guess, in my world. How many seasons um, in uh, Doctor Who? There is like seven. <gasps> wow. Are they? Yeah, I think they're on seven or is this eight coming up? I don't know. So I've halfway through. That's wow. going to take you all the way through the spring. <laughs> right? I mean, oh I mean, I did like a marathon on Sunday night. Like I did like four shows. Or no, not Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. I did like four episodes to finish season four. Because it's wow. like a big, big finale kind of thing. Um, so anyway, you know, when you, you just get into that groove of like, okay, this is the one I'm going to watch. This is the one I'm going to watch. And then... Everything else falls yeah, apart. Sucked in. I'm so like all my other shows, ugh, so far behind, or just not watching anymore. Like so many shows have fallen off the planet of my existence. So <laughs> anyway, we are back, and uh, each week we sink our teeth into your favorite fantastic shows. Uh, you can find us Bike Club Show at gmail.com. Biteclubshow.com is our website. Uh, at Bike Club Show is our Twitter, and we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Bike Club Show. No more jibber-jabbering about all other shows that aren't part of this uh, show. Um, let's go ahead and move into our wine selection of the week. I am sorry I'm not drinking wine. I just poured a, a, a small glass of bourbon to be drinking Salvatore style, I always say. <laughs> Very nice. Because, um, I don't know, I think Damon and, and Stefan would be drinking this uh, hard liquor. But Stephanie does have some wine to review, yeah. right? Yep, real quick. I got a, I got a, there's a five cent sale at BevMo, so I picked up the Ranch 32 Cabernet Sauvignon from Monterey. And let's see what it says. It says our 2010 Cab Cab Sauvignon wows with a rich, juicy core of concentrated blackberry and black raspberry flavors framed by perfectly integrated tannins. Strong yet supple, the complex layers unfold into a long, savory finish. That sounds exactly like the wines that I like. Um, it was $19 plus 5 cents for a second bottle, so I'd say it's about 10 bucks. Um, I'd say it doesn't taste great right out of the bottle. I think it needs to breathe, um, but I'm drinking it now, and it's perfectly palatable. I would say that, uh, not the best I've ever had. Um, can't say I'd buy it again. Oh, so. snap. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just because it's like, if it's $19, you know, or or even 10 like, I could 
I enjoy my menage a trois wine much better than this. And mm-hmm. it's cheap. So I'm going to give it two, two and a half fangs. Is that like kind of like a little? That's fair. Average? Yeah. Okay. It's totally. good. I'm going to, I'm going to finish the bottle. Like don't, don't worry about that, but um, <laughs> not the best I've ever had. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I like it. Everyone. So, I mean, I don't, I feel bad that you have a uh, wine that you're not so excited about, but you know, It'll do. yeah, It'll we're do. usually super excited about wines. Oh, this is really good. We barely have any that go below three fangs. So it's, it's nice to have some like reality checks every once in a while. Like not yeah, no, everything. Not everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just being nice. You know, we're not trying to get sponsors or anything. It's just, we, you know, we just like most varietals of wine and not just a few. I think, what do you, what would you guys think? Like maybe 5% we, we give under three stars, right? Yeah, not that many. Yeah, yeah. not that many. Yeah. Usually we're pretty like three stars or like, oh, I'm so yeah, happy. Four stars. we've already drank two glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the longer you drink, the more fangs they get. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. By the end <laughs> of the show, it'll be upgraded. Yeah, yeah. Ask me again after we finish talking about the Vampire Garden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to actually start with The Walking Dead. So their second half, second half of the third season premiered last night. And man, first of all, uh, highest rated cable show, 12.3 million viewers. Wow. And totally beat everything, I think, on, on air, including the Grammys. Uh, it was a heavy night. In fact, um, the app that we've talked about before, Get Glue, broke because of The Walking <laughs> Dead. I was trying to check in. So I get the the East Coast feed. So it's 6 o'clock. You know, it airs at 9 p.m. in the East Coast. 6 o'clock. I'm trying to check in because I can watch the show. And it just – it would just not work. And I'm like, oh, we broke it. Everybody broke it. People are watching Walking Dead, the Grammys, or Girls. And, oh, Once Upon a Time was on. I know a lot of people watch that show as well. So it was a big, big night of TV on Sunday. I know. I love Sunday. And Revenge. Was that on last night, too? Revenge. It's on Sundays. Yeah. Oh, wow. I watched that, too, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) So, man, it was a lot on TV. So that poor little app broke. But the big one was The Walking Dead. I mean, it's just huge. For a cable television series to get that much, that many views, um, I mean, I think the Vampire yeah, Diaries. Crazy. Yeah, the Vampire Diaries and CW. I mean, any big CW uh, show will get around three million, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. pretty small comparatively. Like the Big Bang Theory is like I don't know sixteen million or something like that on CBS. CBS gets tons of of huge millions of views. You know, tons of people watch that network. Like NBC, not so hot. Like around five million. You know, uh, four million for like some of their half-hour sitcoms, like Parks and Rec, and you know the the Departed, uh, Thirty Rock, and stuff like that. Um, but The Walking Dead at twelve point three for a cable show where you have to subscribe, you know, to get you know get at least a higher level tier of cable, not bad. And obviously, people were dying, ha ha ha, for more. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, where do we leave off, guys? So, uh, Daryl. Uh, was captured and was forced to face Merle in that like pit with the um, in Woodbury uh, yeah, and the zombie pit. Yeah, and the zombies were there being held by um, people from Woodbury, and they're going to have their crazy I don't know version of WWE, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I I mean honestly, from spoilers uh, of looking at just the preview for coming up next season on or you know coming up on The Walking Dead, you know, premiering you know, February, blah. They show you a lot of scenes. And Daryl was in a lot, some of them. 
you know, so you kind of know, I don't know, at least I knew that he was going to survive. Did you guys kind of deduce that already? It's just sort yeah, of like yeah, how. Yeah, knew he was. Because one thing about those zombies in that pit is none of them have their teeth. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's I, really the fight to finish between the brothers. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had a feeling that even if like Merle and Daryl were were supposed to be butting heads in the middle of that little pit, I still thought they were going to survive because they're brothers. Right. So, um, so they're in there, and and what did you guys think of the fight, or the was, the non fight, or whatever? However, you well, I was I was pretty excited when um, Maggie started shooting the place up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping that she would uh, go for the governor's head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't I think he's going ex- anywhere. Yeah, I, I wasn't exactly sure because I didn't watch the previews. Um, I wasn't exactly sure if uh, Merle was going to kill his baby brother because um, I thought that with all that he's been through and how they left him on the roof in season one, I thought, you know, maybe there's a chance that he'd like to show his allegiance and stay where he's been for the last however long. But, you know, as soon as he, he leaned down and said, follow my lead, baby brother, we're going to get out of here right now. And I was like, okay. But then I was also like, who's going to accept Merle? Nobody likes his, nobody likes him. <laughs> like he's such a, he's such a, you know, a jerk. I don't know. He's a jerk. He's a racist and he's, he's a sexist. Ugh, I, I, yeah, I don't oh, like him. Oh, and that doesn't change as soon as he leaves Woodbury. <laughs> yeah, that no, was it not. I was a little bit, um, I was kind of hoping for a uh, change in Merle because initially, you know, he, I thought that he did a good job kind of trying to, um, I don't disguise that fight and trying to break for it. And then I thought that um, during the whole crazy, um, uh, gosh, the break in, and uh, I thought he had seen um, what the governor did. And I thought that uh, them bringing or capturing um, uh, Daryl might have helped him see the a clearer picture of what Woodbury was about and what the governor was about. So I thought when they actually escaped and they gathered and had a little meeting, I thought he was going to like have a change of um, attitude, maybe, maybe not personality, but just kind of like, you know, hey, you guys, I can't believe that was the place that I was in. I was totally <laughs> sucked in by the charming governor, you know? So I think Daryl's the kind or Merle's the kind of guy who's not willing to show that he made a mistake mm, and that he'll keep going with it, even if he knows that it's wrong in the back of his head, just to show people, oh, I'm right the whole time. Oh, yeah. Stubborn. All right. Well, yeah. So um, so that that didn't work. Yeah, he's like back to himself. So. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I was like wishful thinking. I think it's going to take a lot to change who Merle really is, yeah. right? And I do like the fact that Glenn was really pissed when uh, he saw that Merle, you know, had survived <laughs> and oh, that yeah. Rick didn't take him that. down. You know, Glenn's in a bad way. Like, yeah. Emotionally, mentally, like physically, he looks pretty busted. Totally, the eye and everything. Yeah, yeah he was just so mad. Uh, we first see Glenn in this episode when he's waiting for Rick and the, and the gang with, uh, with Michonne. Michonne. Yeah, and they're just sitting around. And uh, anyway, when he figures out that Daryl also left, even though they sent the whole team, including his girlfriend, to go, you know, they they had so much risk 
to get Daryl, and then Daryl just left. Oh my God, he really took it all on on that zombie. That zombie, he stomped him. Yeah, he did. Double dead. <laughs> that was yep. pretty gross. Yeah, yeah and I super did. gross. You know, um, do you guys watch The Talking Dead at all? Oh yeah, thing? I would know. Did you did you watch it? I did watch it, and so the actor that plays Glenn was on uh, the show along with Kevin Smith, and the host is uh, Chris Hardwick, the nerd, the nerdist, and um, he had a really interesting explanation of what's going on in Glenn's head. Is just you know people who are associated with or or partners who are associated with someone who is a victim, uh, like Maggie was um, a victim, uh, tend to kind of. Um, I don't know. They, they externalize by like wanting to take over and even shushing their partner, you know, like, well, you couldn't take care of yourself. So I'm going to take care of you and I know what's right. And just his attitude is so angry. You know, it's like, he doesn't know how else to cope and he's super young and, and his way of coping is to just, you know, make the decisions, even though that's kind of, you know, making Maggie feel awful and making everyone kind of, you know, he's just an angry boy right now because he doesn't know how to deal with, you know, his girlfriend being a victim right now or, you know, uh, yeah. and especially, um, you know, at the hands of Merle and the, and the governor and, you know, he just thinks everything is wrong and they should just be killed. I mean, I think his his rage is coming out because he just doesn't, he's internalizing it in a way where he doesn't know how to react. And I don't, you know, in in this situation where you've got zombies coming after you, I don't know how I would react as well either. You know, that's really interesting. You know, I didn't, I didn't actually point out like why he was going all crazy. I knew that he was upset, but I didn't, perceive it in that way but and, yeah that makes sense and he said that he had actually done a lot of research in in situations and relationships that obviously are not in zombie uh world but <laughs> but you know in in a situation Glenn like did, this the actor yeah he did wow. he did yeah some research on on yeah, what what would motivate a person to 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 be you know to switch gears and be so angry Right. You know, when, when before he was sort of the mild mannered sort of like, come on, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guy. So, um, I really thought that was a, a, a really thoughtful explanation. I'm like, wow, he did his research and he really, so it's like there's, he understands, or at least is trying to understand the motivation as to why Glenn is kind of, kind of out of control right now, you know, but he's not the only one as we'll talk a little bit. What did you guys think about, um, Andrea and, and um, the talk she had with uh, the governor and like, finally, she knows everything, right? He like revealed that her friends were there for God's sakes. And she had no idea the whole time. And she's shooting guns in the smoke. She had no idea that it was Rick, you know, oh, she and Daryl. So hurt. Yeah. So hurt. She's like, how could you not tell me this information while we were blank 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 <laughs> like you eventually know. sleeping together right yeah oh yeah uh, she feels so betrayed and then i, I feel even worse for andrea because then governor goes on the defensive and he says hey you're just you're just a visitor passing through you're not this isn't your home and oh i felt so bad for her i kind of pitied her a little bit she didn't know any better and take a shot every time you want to punch the governor in the face. <laughs> you mean in his, like, broken eye? Oh, my God. He's <laughs> such a jerk. Uh, and he doesn't, at this point, you, you kind of get the the feeling or he kind of acknowledges that he doesn't care at all about the people anymore. He yeah, and he really care. doesn't. 
And I feel bad for Andrea because she now she knows her friends are out there. They don't want to come back to Woodsbury. And yet she doesn't want to leave because now she cares for the people and the governor doesn't. So she wants to stay there and help them in some way, shape, or form so that they know there's still someone that they can look up to. Oh, man. She's she's like the governor-elect. If, uh, <laughs> she's if, the like, vice-governor. Yeah, like if they make it through, I mean, obviously the, the Mr. Governor is, I don't know, he's probably going to end up like dead or on some rampage or no one's going <laughs> to So she seems like the leader. I mean, she's she's she, out there talking to people, trying to calm them down. She's the one on the ground. I know uh, they're like patting her, they're hugging her. And yeah. like he just shot the guy in cold, without explanation and without coming back and talking to them. You know, he just went out there and bam, uh, shot that guy. We, that was the right thing to do. I mean, just because yeah, the guy was going to turn a zombie. They the didn't understand. Don't necessarily understand that because yeah. they haven't been out there. They haven't seen what happens. Right. And that, oh, do they, his, and his they personality don't know. has changed. Well, no, yeah. they know he's going to turn, that, that that guy is going to turn into a zombie. It's just, anyway. Yeah. yeah, but w- there was a lady out in the crowd who said, like, somebody help him. And, oh, right. Like, you, you get, like, these people know that, you know, if you're infected, you're going to turn into a zombie. They must be put down. But I think that what she meant was, like, hey, he's suffering. Like, yeah. He's mm-hmm. suffering. Do something humane. Uh, and what Governor did was just wham, bam, goodbye, pretty much. And that was it. Yeah, without taking the leadership role of explaining you know, oh, no, like not even if all. you know, like fine, you do that, but it's like, listen, everybody, I had to do it because you know what I mean. Like he could still yeah. be authoritative, but not just walk away. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think the whole role, like the the title of governor, is just it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, I think he had he's his own not agenda. a leader. Oh, I think the whole time it's his agenda is kind of broken, or or it is broken. So he's lost that drive to maintain the Woodbury, you know, um, loca- uh, uh, commune or whatever uh, group. Their little so sanctuary. I, yeah, sanctuary. And I don't think he, yeah, as you guys mentioned, he doesn't care about the people, you know. And then I think Andrea, because she has a conscience that um, she kind of feels a bit responsible because these people are somewhat innocent, you know, um, not really involved in whatever the governor and his group of men are she, she totally thinks that they're in, uh, innocent i mean there was a scene in the the beginning when daryl and merle were escaping where they they actually took a lot of time to see uh, to showcase andrea mm-hmm. uh, mourning for this boy like young boy mm-hmm. he must have been like <clears throat> 10 or 11 years old dead on the ground they took some time to do that so yeah totally so i know innocent. so do you think the people will turn on the governor at this point Oh, God. I mean, do you think there's think a possibility for it? No, you think that I, th- hmm. I think they they had it really good, and I think to kind of fight back, um, I don't think they have the um, it's not the energy, but like the the stamina. They don't have this. They don't have the skills or yeah, skills, the yep. will or like the, the background. Yeah, and the courage. I mean, you could see they they can flee. That's yeah. what they want to do. They can flee. That's they can protest. Mm-hmm. They can flee, <laughs> protest, um, honk their horns. Yes. Oh man! They, and people almost got shot. No <laughs> That's true. No yeah, they. Yeah, mm. they'd be dead meat out there. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for the town, like you guys say. Um, 
So, uh, let's see here. Oh, How about Tyrese and them. Yeah. So I feel bad for Tyrese because I think, you know, we know that it's at least, at least we feel on our end as the audience that, that he's the good guy mm-hmm. and that he's trying to keep everyone, you know, he knows that this is a good space. Like, no, we should be friends with these people. I think we need to stay here with them. Um, but you know the one guy who lost his wife. He's just looking at um, um, what's the kid's name? Uh, and and oh Carl, Carl, Carl and um, oh God, I've already forgot the woman, Miss Carol, uh, and Carol, and like you know we could take him right there. You know, like he's like already in his plans, like trying to like take over. And Tyrese is constantly like, no, no, no. You know, um, I think they're just shell shocked too. Not know you know you just who do you trust? How do you know? Yeah. It's like any situation where you're walking and you don't know people. You just really don't know who you can trust in any kind of situation, whether it's just socially or at work or whatever. You're like, which person am I going to really hang with? You know, you don't know. And I think here it's like this perilous journey of like, okay, if we make the wrong decision, it could hurt us. Which we'll talk about later is how Rick reacts. Um, when he meets them for the first time. Um, but you know, they need to bury their friend and, um, you know, they're, they're, they they want to steal stuff. And, and, and that scene where the, the two come out with the, um, the spades, you know, the shovels, like, do you need help or whatever? And I just, you know, Oh, I was I, so worried. I was so yeah. worried. And thank God Tyrese stepped in. He's like, thank you very much. You know, cause the uh-huh. guy was, looked like he was going to take it and whack them over the head or do something really dumb. And, I don't know. I was just imagining bad things. Were you guys imagining bad things? I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that um, guy just, I feel like he has a lot of hate behind him right now, and he just doesn't trust anybody. Just like you said, you don't know who to trust. So he just wants to fend for himself, while Tyrese feels there's more more strength in numbers, which is correct in this kind of standpoint. You just don't know. You don't know for sure. Yeah. So what do you guys think the group should do? Just, you know, I mean, we'll talk more about them and what's kind of going on. But I mean, what, what should they do at this, at this point in the juncture, in the juncture? I think they should team up and they need to, especially since now Woodsbury, now they know they exist and they know that they're at the prison. So I don't know, something might happen. Someone, was it? uh, I think um, it was Glenn. Someone said to somebody, Carol, maybe like, oh, are they going to retaliate? Retaliate? And uh, someone said, yeah, they know where we yeah. are. Um, we need, uh, I guess, more men or backup. And I think that's when they um, try to recruit the um, or talk with uh, um, Rick about recruiting these additional guys. But um, right, so they need to join forces. But yeah. I, I wouldn't feel safe giving Tyrese's men weapons yet yeah i don't really 100 percent trust them i think tyrese and i think his wife um i think they look like nice people i think the the father and son they look nice just you know but i, I just there's something that the, the fact that they were trying to bring the body out to bury it but then using that as a um um as a decoy kind of thing to yeah to distract possibly Carol and Car- little Carl that, I don't know, just kind of like they yeah, might playing, have some plan later dirty. on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> later on, you never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, let's see here. So, and then there was the end. <gasps> Which Stephanie, if you're listening, shut it off. You'll wait. Quick. Yeah, let, we're, we're okay. So Stephanie oh. is probably going to mute pretty soon. Oh, mm-hmm. she's muting right now. She's going away. She's only seen half of the episode. So now we're going to go finish up the recap while she goes goodbye, and we'll t- we'll signal her when we're ready to talk about the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> so, Darryl, so, 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 yeah, go for it. <clears throat> so Tyrese's little team and Rick's little team—they all get together in that little lunch room where Tyrese has been locked up with his guys, mm-hmm. and Rick meets them. And then Herschel's like, "Hey, maybe we should we should talk about joining forces." And the whole time, Rick's just like, "No, we can't do it. No." And then Herschel tells him, "Well, you know, we always follow everything you say. We we don't we don't say no to you because we feel like you are right in your choices, but." This is one time when I think you're wrong. And then Rick's standing there considering what Herschel says, and he looks up at the second floor balcony near a bunch of windows, and he sees this silhouette in a white dress, and it looks just like Lori. And he starts freaking out. It's like, you know, her face was shaded just enough. Like, I want to see, like, zombie eyes or something crazy. Yeah. Did you feel that? I was like, why aren't we seeing the... I mean... Oh, totally. It was freaky. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes it more spooky, but I thought maybe behind the shadow was just a really ugly version of Lori, you know, in this white gown or whatever. But wasn't that crazy? It was like, I feel like... You know, Rick was about to change his mind, you know, like I felt like Herschel was getting to him and then he looks up and he just goes crazy. Now we're talking about Glenn being like in distress and like acting out in in a negative way that's totally out of character. Well, here comes Rick, who is telling these people, Tyrese's people like, no, you can't join. No, 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 no. That he's almost thinking about it. and then he goes nutso and then it's like everybody's like okay you guys gotta get out of here <laughs> like like the rest of rick's team was like uh go ahead and get out of here because yeah, he's weird. losing it like glenn was like see ya get up there go bye and it seemed go. like it seemed like rick has a serious case of feeling totally guilty about Lori because the whole time he goes no i can't help you it no, what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. how can I, how can I make you go away? And he's just hallucinating about this figure the whole time. So, and then he drew his gun out, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh shit, he's, or shoot, he's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was scary. I mean, if I was okay, so if I was in Tyrese's team, I'd be like, whoa, who are those people? <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy is the leader. He's cray cray. I don't know. What would you guys be thinking if you were? In Tyrese's group at this point. Yeah, I'd be like, why is this guy the leader? Whose idea was that? <laughs> I, you know, I was hoping that, because I saw Glenn follow Tyrese's team. I'm really hoping that um, it's just to get out of there. Not necessarily meaning, no, you guys, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you guys to stay here. I'm hoping it's kind of like a temporary insanity thing mm-hmm. where, um, so that it's not totally like leaving Tyrese's team totally out fighting the zombies out there. So I'm hoping it's a temporary thing that they're just maybe out there waiting for things to calm down a bit. And then maybe Glenn will bring them in or something. Not really just get out um <laughs> yeah i know i mean rick has some big issues right yeah, and then i remember at the end of last um 
the mid-season finale, like last uh, in November, December. I remember they were doing the previews for this upcoming season, how, or maybe it was the previews uh, recently. Um, they were showing how he goes really crazy, like he goes kind of psychotic um, in the upcoming episodes where he. Because did you see a hint of it mm. uh, where he was holding the baby? Um, when they came back, um, oh yeah, because you know how they just cut through these guys and they're like, okay, and then I they forgot went. about that part. Yeah, he, and he then, came back to the uh, to the prison, and um, the little girl gave him back his baby, and he just yeah. he sat there. Baby started crying, and then it started echoing off the walls in his mind, and it was. Yeah. I was like, God, what is he gonna do? I know yeah. it was some. It was, there was something you you were just like, okay, something's not right here, but it was very. Um, um, it was kind of discreet. It was very it wasn't, sub- yeah, yeah, it was subtle. subtle. It wasn't full like whoa, but um, so I feel like this is a hint, and that the upcoming episodes he's gonna have some. Um, Maybe it's overstress because I mean I doubt these guys sleep. You know, um, I know seriously, <laughs> exhaustion, overexhausted, and then like hallucinating and then feeling guilty. All that added together, it's like probably yeah, psychotic episode, and who knows probably going to go on a rampage or something that's true because remember michonne like you know herschel said boy this woman hasn't slept in a long time right and yeah. he looked at rick and said you should sleep too yeah. you know and and he's like no, no, no whatever i mean like michonne was out you know i mean like that woman has been like hurt and you know wanting to kill the governor and people didn't trust her she's just like mm-hmm. her body just gave out at some point you know and so she's out there on her own then right cuz that cuz i saw her kind of when they were congregating talking on the road you know um the brothers headed off and then um uh, michonne standing leaning next to the car and then it was just uh rick glenn and um the girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, so I, I only saw those three come back. No, she's she's in the prison, isn't she? Sleeping? She's like out cold in the prison. Oh. She came back with them. That's she what did, I was oh saying. My God, I totally yeah, missed her. Okay. yeah. And then she just is out sleeping. And so Rick was like, "Hey, when is when is she going to be able to leave? Because he wants her out. He doesn't trust her. He doesn't trust anyone at this point." And um, remember, Herschel was like, "Well, it's going to be a few days. I mean, you know, but really, we have another issue." And then that's when he went into oh, the room and met. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so it was Michonne that was just out cold, like, you know, she's been hurt and everything, and, and Rick just wants to kick her out, like, I don't trust her, you know, because, you know, she led them to Woodbury, and that was such a mess, you yeah. know, and she she did have her own agenda, which was to kill the governor, but not really help the team, which pissed right. Rick off, and, you know, it just, yeah. it was messy, really. I mean, okay. I think she had good intentions, but it just played out really messy and almost cost and did cost it cost um a few people their lives so um so anyway uh is it time to bring i mean next week we just find out yes i think so i think it's time to bring stephanie back so we could talk about the vampire diary should we ping her come back stephanie come back let's see if she comes back but it was all in all yay no more no more talking about the walking dead all right time to recap the vampire diaries season four episodes 12 and 13 a view to a kill and into the wild okay i can't remember much about a view to a kill i have such bad memory and and i just into the wild is the one that i really know but uh yeah so i'm looking at your notes shannon 
It's so not a lot to- happened in this episode, and um, I was working when I was watching it myself. But <laughs> let's let's start off and talk about Stefan and Miss Rebecca. Yeah. Okay. So like revenge sex, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about this pairing? Because it's still it kind of you know uh, is it, still applicable in the next episode. What, what this is like one of those relationships that I would see on the real world. Oh. <laughs> True. Like full of anger, and I can just see it destroying both of them. I feel like it's about revenge and pity. And when I say pity, it's it's for Rebecca. Hmm. From, <laughs> from Stefan, who is trying to pretend that he doesn't have feelings and he's all angry inside. But I, I think that in a in a way he, he does pity Rebecca and now he's in a place where he can kind of entertain that. So didn't they also have a fling years back because they had talked about that and then um, they had yeah. also mentioned about how back then there was no strings, no attachment. And then I don't know if he kind of envied her a little bit about uh, uh, being disconnected from emotions or... You know you're right. You're right, Lynn. Um, when there was a scene in back in the episode where they were all being captive in the school um, with Rebecca, the Rebecca's first episode back, she was saying like, "Hey, you know, I want you to. Do you want me to make you forget Stefan? Make you forget all about Elena? Like you did, like it happened in your twenties and or whatever." And um, I didn't know who she was talking about, um, but it sounded like it. They were talking about her. Mm. So I'm wondering, like, did. Stefan and Rebecca have a fling in the 20s. Yeah, because I feel like that's how they ended up in bed because um, it was just kind of like, hey, no, no attachment, just, I, I don't it's remember the exact fun. verbiage. Yeah, just fun or something. And then, boom, next thing, oh, hello. <laughs> and then he tried to flee. He tried to leave. Um, oh, the morning course. after ditch. Yeah. <laughs> and then the brother it's came. I was like, oh, leaving yeah, so it's creepy. Soon. <laughs> I mean, obviously they have really good hearing. Was he just weird? <laughs> and, and Rebecca does call call Klaus out on being pretty creepy for doing yeah. that, which I thought was funny. Oh yeah, he well he's creepy in general, but you know, <laughs> creepy and cute. She shouldn't be surprised by now how creepy he is. Um, <laughs> okay, so what else happened? There was a there was supposed to be a dance, right? Like, um, and see, this is. The, the 80s dance that got canceled. Oh, right. Right. The mayor, who is Bonnie's dad, was like, hey, you know, this isn't safe. You have to call it the dance. Like, I'm the new mayor and you have to listen to me. Um, so the school is closed and Rebecca <laughs> Rebecca finds out from Stefan that the dance is uh, canceled. And, you know, she's not looking at him, but the camera's looking at Rebecca's face. And oh, she no. looks so disappointed. I mean, and you guys have to remember, up until now, she still hasn't been able to go to it. High school. I know she's been <laughs> she's been wanting this whole time, and doesn't Stefan like question what's the big deal about the dance? Right? Doesn't yeah, he ask her and, finally? And this is why I think the pity comes into play because he realizes that she's just a girl and has never been to a dance. The last time she tried to go to a dance, Elena stabbed her in the back with that little like <laughs> white oak dagger. <laughs> but it was great. I, I thought that the scene when Stefan brought her to, to the dance was quite sweet. What did you guys think? It was very sweet. 
I liked it too. I liked it too, I guess. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, come on. I liked it actually. I thought it was sweet. You know, they had, uh, uh, did they have wait? Did they have the cure? So the part that I found what was really sweet is when Rebecca talked to Stefan about why she wanted to be a human again, and she was like, "I want to have babies, and I want to have somebody that loves me and will start a family with me." And I thought that was really cute. And what about the corsage? The corsage that he brought her—that was totally sweet. And yeah, oh, okay, no strings <laughs> attached. Okay, wait a minute. He said that that was something from that generation or like in the eighties. I, I don't. What what is that? I couldn't tell. You know, is it like a little koala I never bear? Went, yeah, I never went to the dance in the eighties, so I'm not oh, sure. So I just yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a corsage, okay? And they had it in the eighties. Okay, I'll take one. I'll take one now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she seemed very smitten by them, and then they proceeded to go out in the hall and slide around like, uh, you know, the eighties movies. Was it mm-hmm. risky business? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but Stefan actually had an, an ulterior motive. Um, he was texting Matt the whole time because they were looking for who has that magical dagger. And it turned out that Rebecca had it. And she just and gave it to him. She figured it out. She, I think she's gotten smarter after all these trickeries. <laughs> yeah. Or deception. And she's, playing to, she's trying to play savvy, too. Like, hey, I am on your side. Here you mm. go. Here's the stake. Go have fun with it. I trust you. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of, with Rebecca, I kind of starting, I'm starting to, maybe I'm just being played like everyone else, but I don't know. Um, I, I'm not saying that I love Rebecca and I love Rebecca and Stefan together, but I don't know. I feel, I, I, I kind of pity the girl actually. And I think she's, she re, I truly think she just wants to be loved. I, I really believe that. Um, but you know, the way she goes about all of that is, is suspect. And and we can get to it later, but you know, what you just said, Eileen, about how she just wants to be loved, it becomes entirely apparent in the next episode into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, so in that episode, we're still talking about episode 12, View to a Kill. So Cole's still, still around. (laughs) I should say still around. And he is basically terrorizing, uh, Jeremy and Elena, um, and uh, they invited him in. Um, you know, she tried to negotiate. Then he leaves. Then he just comes back and he says, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And, you know, I don't care if my brother uh, cares or not or whatever. And he even told uh, um, Klaus on the phone that he was going to kill uh, Jeremy and, and Elena, right? Didn't he say that on the phone to, to Klaus? I don't remember. Do you not remember? I'm not sure about that. Um, I feel like... I thought he just basically alluded to it. And then the whole time I'm thinking, where is Klaus? Why is he not there? Why is he taking forever? In the meantime, he's like, you know, about to kill Jeremy and Elena in their house. That poor house gets trashed all the time. Yeah. They okay. need that. Um, I thought that Elena asked Klaus for a favor to get Cole off, you know, from, uh, of like killing uh, Jeremy. And then um, Klaus did, I don't know what they exchanged or whatever uh, between uh, Klaus and Elena, but Klaus did call, hey, little brother, you know, call mm-hmm. him on the cell phone. And they did have a conversation about killing Jeremy. Um, 
I, I remember there was something like I, I Cole did mention that. Yeah, there. I thought he was just basically informing his brother. I'm just going to do it, no matter what you want. And then I think Klaus was oh, just going to no. go. Was he it, said, "Oh no, no." He said, um, "Okay, it's like okay, I'm no." He did. He he promised Klaus that he wasn't going to do it, but then um, he he. I think Damon was around. Damon was still um, paralyzed mm. by uh, he, uh, they were somewhere, and uh, he had said um, Damon's going to kill, but he didn't tell Klaus that. Mm. Was that this episode? Because Damon was compelled by Cole, right? Yeah, because Damon's supposed to kill Jeremy, and that's why he's in lockup at the Salvatore house. Right? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I think we're all like, see, the one I mean, it's like two episodes it. ago, it's tough. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that Damon is still locked up at this point. Yeah. Right? Oh, he is. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, well, essentially, Cole does go back to the house. He's already been invited in. And uh, he goes after Elena and Jeremy's there. And then it's like, okay, run for your lives. But then eventually uh, Jeremy stakes Cole, right? Am I right about that? Mm, yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> effort, um, essentially, he was fighting Elena. And then yeah. Jeremy took out the water the water hose from the sink. Oh, because the city supply has been supplied by, with yeah. Ravine. Yes. And... He sprays Cole, and then uh, Elena is able to incapacitate um, Cole, and he, she's like, "Jeremy, now!" And she he stakes him, and he just bursts into flames in the Gilbert kitchen. <laughs> Cause a lot of damage. I mean, I don't know how that kitchen didn't burn down, but um, and then we cut to the scene where, knock, knock, knock. Oh, it's Klaus, and he is crying at the front door. Right? Oh yeah. He sees his brother He's like, die. I wanted to kill Cole on my own terms. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so crazy. Come on. Klaus is so crazy. He was never gonna kill his brother. I mean, that's you know, he's not gonna kill Rebecca. He just puts her down for a little bit. Like he he just wanted to be in control of all this, and of course he's pissed. So he says, uh, "I just you know, Klaus is." He says he he talks a big game, but ultimately he does um, protect his 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 brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. which now yeah. he only has two left. So, so oh, uh, peace out, Cole. Goodbye. I'm glad yeah, that bye. he's gone. <laughs> yeah, bye. Mr. Not memorable vampire. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, Sorry, Shannon. Go ahead. What? Oh, um, I wasn't going to say anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about Bonnie? Yeah, let's talk uh, about yeah. Bonnie. Go for it. So Bonnie's um, Bonnie's dad, what do you guys think of him? I think he's kind of a jerk. I just think, like, how come we didn't know about him? I thought he, I don't know. I thought he was dead. I don't even remember. I know. <laughs> so, um, so he just randomly showed up. Like his the, way mo- that you guys, the way that you guys are sounding right now, you're like, where is he? He hasn't been around. I mean, that's the way that Bonnie feels, too. Yeah. And um, they, they make a... A good showing of how she feels like, hey, you're not the owner of me, even though you might be my dad. You don't, like, tell me what to do because you haven't been around. And this dad used to hate her powers, and now he's like, oh, it's your gift, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a scene where um, I guess Bonnie's trying to go out to help uh, Jeremy and Elena. And her dad's like, no, you're not going out. And he's like, oh, your mom's here. <laughs> Your mom's here to help help me keep you home, and the mom's right. vampire. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. 
That was all crazy. And the whole time I was just thinking these people were not around and she was with Grams, you know, in the first like couple seasons or, or the first season when Graham and like, I just, I don't know. I guess I thought they were dead. I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I misread. Well, we um, knew about her mom. Did we? I believe. Because <laughs> she, really well, she had the, uh, the, the son that was out at her cabin with her. Like way yeah, back oh yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm thinking back at like season one, like, did we know that her parents oh, yeah. were still alive? Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, all of a sudden they keep popping up. Like who, does she have a long yeah. lost sister? I mean, we <laughs> met the cousin, like is somebody we don't know about in her family going to pop up again? A brother? I don't know. I feel like well, everybody's parents are, are very temporary. I mean, the Gilbert, uh, Elena and Jeremy's parents are dead. Um, Caroline's dad is, uh, he's pretty much dead, right? Because he didn't want to be a vampire yeah. anymore. Yeah, her mom, Tyler's her mom, mom, Tyler's mom's dead. Uh, oh God! Like, everybody's parents are very temporary in the city. It's very scary. I would not want to be a parent in that city. Uh-uh. What about no. Matt's mom? Is she gone too? Not or is she just happens. gone? I think Matt was abandoned, wasn't he? <laughs> right. Um, oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I don't mean it. I thought we met the mom, but then she just like left, like you said, Lynn. Yeah. Because um, that was like in season one where yeah. Vicky was around, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, like, they don't have any parentage. <laughs> uh, all of them. It's like, I dang. think the parents are kind of an afterthought at this yeah. point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that was pretty much all that happened in episode twelve, except for the very last part after Jeremy killed Cole after he staked him. Mm-hmm. His tattoo completed on his chest. You close up of Jeremy's muscles. Dude, the muscles are just I am okay oh, with this. That's Here the one thing go. I noticed. He's gotten way b- b- muscular since uh, the January uh, uh, premiere coming back, the second uh, half yes, of the season. Yes, he is. Totally. Very bulk, don't mind. He bulked up. Oh he's my like gosh. doing the Taylor Lautner workout. Like, oh my god, he's bigger than Taylor Lautner. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh by the way, he's serious now. Taylor Lautner's 21 now? Yeah, I heard it on oh, the radio. Wow. Oh, 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 good. He's legal. Yay. Yeah. Like he can drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah, now but he yeah. can destroy his body. Anyway. Jeremy, yeah. Oh my god, he's like, uh, and then when he rips off the tank top, <laughs> it's like, and then you see his muscles ripping. I was just like, wow. <laughs> Nice workout that he's been doing during the off season. To yeah, pump dear, up. seriously. <laughs> Good job, man. Good job. Yeah. Totally believe you. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next episode, which is Into the Wild, where we see the gang like they're in the woods. <laughs> they're what? What'd you say? They're going. They look like they're going camping or yeah, backpack. They're totally in the woods because. And- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, who's there? There's Shane, there's Elena, there's Damon, Rebecca, and Stefan. What an awkward crowd. And Jeremy, of course. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, lots of it's, awkwardness. It's super awkward. Yep. And, like, Elena tries to, like, get at Rebecca. I'm like, come on. She's an original. Oh, She's got... <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you guys got to admit, like, the whole Rebecca-Elena dynamic in this episode is amazing. Like, oh, no, yeah, that's awesome. Cat fight. Yeah. Cat, cat fights, jabs at each other, like talking about death attacking each other oh my god it was pretty it was pretty funny yeah no i i, I, I have to say it was um, <laughs> it was very entertaining um i think uh well we start off with like flashbacks to shane um in that area and when he first sees his dead wife again um, yeah that was so weird so he got he got chased into a cave by some random like tomahawk dude 
<laughs> and when he got into this cave, he noticed like he he his hand was all bloody, and he somehow like his his uh, wife's spirit came to him and started talking to him, and she was like, "It's okay, I'm here. It's all right." Yeah. What do you do? You guys believe? I mean, if you were on the outside, sort of like. I could, it could go two ways. You could totally believe this story. It could be like, dude, you're crazy. You're cuckoo. So you saw your dead wife in a cave, and now this whole Silas story is real? I mean, it's... Yeah. I don't know. True. True. Well, they, like, it, they do live in a place with werewolves and vampires, that's so true. I guess anything goes. <laughs> and, and, but nobody has... Nobody can vouch for this professor, so all all they have to go on is what he's saying. So essentially, Damon is the biggest <laughs> skeptic, and he captures... Uh, he captures Shane and says, like, hey, you better tell me the truth or I'm going to torture you to death, and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, like, Shane says so many things that have already come true. And he's so very specific that it must be true, I think. I mean, otherwise, yeah, he'd be just cuckoo. Um, but apparently, like, when he was in that cave, his blood, as long as he was bleeding, uh, the his wife would tell him how to essentially bring her back to life, bring her and the son. Uh She's pretty creepy. And in this flashback, Shane actually refuses to. He's like, I can't do that. Like, I can't risk innocent lives to to bring you back. Like, that's just not who I am. And apparently the wife says, hey, you don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to be the bad guy. All you have to do is convince somebody else to think that this is true and have them kill for you. Ta-da! Ta-da! Which, is, which explains the uh, April's father's... Uh, yeah. The cabin um, and what happened. Yeah. So I think how he explained it was he needs to get three mass murder, big massacres to happen for Silas to be released. And Mm -hmm. Silas can resurrect people. Is that how it happens? So how many massacres has there been? I think two. Did the the husband count? There's been two. I think so. Because Damon accuses Shane of saying, hey, so this is why you've brought us out to the woods, because you need your third massacre. And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty unclear at this point. Things are moving pretty fast. But it becomes very obvious. Yeah, Yeah, it becomes obvious that Shane has, he he has revealed his motive at this point. Oh, totally. He wants his family back. Yeah. And of course, Bonnie is the witch he needs because she just happens to be related to every important witch in the series. So, <laughs> what a coincidence! How does that work out? Cool. <laughs> I gotta say, Bonnie's getting pretty good at her witchcraftery. Yeah. I mean, she's well, yes she's and no. Around. True. Yes, she's yes getting- because she possesses all of the powers, but no, because she did this location spell because Jeremy went missing. He got taken by the tomahawks. Yeah. She right. got taken by tomahawks, and she and then uh, Bonnie goes missing because she does a location spell and follows a path into the woods. But this spell, since it's dark magic, it it hides the path from anyone else who's trying to follow her. So she's now gone too. Oh, remember hmm. that? Oh, no. yeah. yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. that fire trail. That yeah, so I feel like the rest of the episode consists of uh, all of the characters trying to locate Jeremy and. And Bonnie now, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess and I guess Shane, I guess she's with her. <laughs> Shane, too, sure. sure. Why not? Yeah, weird. So, so go ahead. Shane's just trying to. It seems like he's trying to bring back his wife now, and everybody else wants to find this cure of immortality and kill Silas. 
we don't even know who this Silas character is yet. We don't even know if the cure is real. Yeah. We don't <laughs> right. know if the cure is real. No, nope, but, but Elena has decided who's taking it already. Right. We, yes. <laughs> Elena decided that she's going to for sure, and she wants Damon to, too. And that's her way of saying, like, hey, even if I do turn back into a human, I'm not just... Um, Oh, what's it called? Sired. To- yeah, she's not just sired to him. She actually loves him in real life. Mm-hmm. Though I don't think I don't think Damon would actually take the cure. No, and I think that's kind of what he's he's trying he's understanding about himself is that he doesn't. It sounds to me like he doesn't want to take the cure. Also, yeah. he doesn't believe that when Elena takes the cure, that she will still feel the same. I wonder if she will. I am doubtful. I'm not saying that she go back to Stefan at all, but I just think that I don't know. I think she. I think it's a real toss up of who's going to get the cure. I mean, because yeah. they haven't explained like how many people can it cure? Does it cure everybody? True. I, I don't know. Like, is everyone going to make work? it through this weekend? Yeah. Like, they don't know if it cures just one person or all of them. Um, but it, apparently, everyone has a plan. Dame, uh, I, I recall a a scene where Rebecca and Stefan are sitting on a log and they're discussing the cure. And this is actually a very sweet scene Mm -hmm. because Rebecca reveals like at this point, um, she's scared. She's a scared little girl. Like there were noises in the woods (laughs) and she's like, Oh, hold me, Stefan. And (laughs) Stefan says, Hey, you realize that you're original vampire. Like, why are you so, so skittish? And she's like, well, you realize like, I'm just a girl. Like I would give anything for this cure. I want to, you know, be human, have babies, the whole spiel. Yeah. Um, and then she questions Stefan, like, oh, you know, you did say just a few days ago that Elena was your one true epic love. Like, would if if you guys took the cure, would you go running back to her? Or would you accept Elena when she comes running back to you? Which may very well happen. And Stefan reveals that he would take the cure, but it wouldn't be for her. It wouldn't be for Elena. It would be for himself. Yeah. Good for him. Do you believe him? Do you believe him? Um, Yeah, because he's had that whole um, scene where he's talking about he's lived his whole life being tortured by being a vampire. He hated it. He hates being a vampire. And I think he just wants to be rid of that, you know, that torture, that guilt, that, you know, possibility of killing people in in the way that he has. So um, I do believe it. You know, I mean, I'm sure part of it is sort of holding out hope for Elena because I think he still loves her, but I do want to admit it, though. No, he won't admit it. And he's angry. He shouldn't. Um, But I think that uh, I I do believe him to some extent that it is about him in much the way it is about, you know, Elena um, and the, the need for her cure is for her as well. Not necessarily for a relationship per se, but it is, you know, to be human again. Mm-hmm. So. Because we know she wants to be human. She's just had nothing but trouble ever since she got turned into a vampire. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, let's see here. Should we talk a little bit about, you know what we didn't mention in the last episode is that Klaus got stuck in Elena's house in the living room. Bonnie put a spell on Klaus. So he's, so he's stuck in there. He cannot move. And so we cut back and it's um, Tyler and Caroline who, um, I don't know, I forget. They're just watching. They're in the house. They're yeah, in the house. They're like the house kind of watching. Tyler is trying to, he's they're trying cleaning to, it up. He's trying to antagonize uh, 
Klaus. Like he's saying that, like, well, Klaus had made such a you know huge mess of Tyler's life. He can take this opportunity to, you know, give Klaus a bad time. Right. And in the end, Carol- Caroline. Like, yeah. In the end, Caroline is the one who antagonizes him, and then you know. <laughs> Uh, Klaus. She gets too close. She gets too close, and I was like, "Oh, dang oh, it!" Oh, he staked her like a little piece of meat. Totally. He her in. He staked poor Caroline, and then bitter, and then so you know. At this point, she's like, "Oh, I'll die unless he gives me his blood." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The only way. I was a little pissed entire- at Caroline. I was like, "Really? Oh, that's what yeah. you get," you know. And then Tyler's like, "Oh." Okay, Klaus, I'll do whatever you want. I'll be your slave. Heal Caroline. It's just, like, so predictable. I know. Yeah. It was a little bad, right? That whole scene. And then she's like, well, I know you love me, so I know you'll give me the cure unless you're lost forever. Or whatever she said to him. And he's crying. And then, he's like, Caroline, and he Caroline. And then, of course, Caroline. he gives her his blood. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Every, all three of them were schmucks in uh, that whole scene. That year, I wasn't the only one rolling no, you <laughs> I was like, I, I was Real predictable. I felt like that was a little bit not, I don't know, maybe from the writers and the producers. I don't know if it was thoughtful. I felt like maybe it was a time filler mm. because the island, they, they, I don't know, there wasn't enough to write about because it was very disconnected from um, what was happening out on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I just felt like the episode there was it wasn't very together. Um, it was like they were right. they had to like babysit Klaus in that room while everybody left, and it was just like okay. It's and still for the other characters, including Caroline, which is sad to say because I really like Caroline. Yeah, but it's like this doesn't really change anything. No, like, no. The it fact just that seems- he bit her and healed her, there's nothing happened. I mean, yeah, we saw him. We, yes, yeah, we see that Klaus really d- does love Caroline. Um, he's actually, he does have some feelings like a human, so he could maybe possibly take the um, cure. But I don't know, you saw, I mean, yeah, you see the vulnerable side, but I, I just f- felt like we've been there, done that. It's like that wasn't really necessary to me. Yeah. Um, I, I would have rather seen more kind of like what happened on the island or maybe even flashbacks of that story um, with the wife and Shane and because um, I, th- I thought that it was just very I mean I'm still not 100% understanding what that history was mm-hmm. I just felt like they were rushing I, I don't know yeah. they, they weren't specific or rushing t- to tell that story I, I don't know I, I need to watch it again I almost feel like even though I watched it kind of like one and a half times because <laughs> I rewound it and mm-hmm. I was like, No, I agree with you. I feel like the whole Silas thing was like kind of, I don't know, uh, like you said, rushed because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, we had all this time with Klaus stuck. I mean, I guess we needed to know, well, hey, well, Klaus is still stuck in Elena's house. What's going on with that? But I guess the execution wasn't so great, right? So, Right, yeah. They are trying to get through a lot of information in this one, you know, 45-minute episode, and it did feel like it was a bit rushed. And the whole scenes where where Tyler was antagonizing uh, Klaus, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm in charge now, I'm in control, blah blah blah. I think that was so such wasted time. 
Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. really care about your ego, Tyler. I don't really I care. Know. And look what happened. Caroline has to come and calm you I down. I know. And look, yeah. and this, then it gets her started. And then, duh. <laughs> yeah. Sad, you know? it's like, it was just yeah, like, and oh. then they're back to square one because now uh, Klaus has the power, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Although he's now, still we... stuck in that room, though, right? At, yeah, at the yeah. end? But now they he's have, what, 48 uh, hours? That was the, there's a way, uh, Bonnie's power is going to wear off. Oh, uh, it was 48 hours? Okay. All yeah, right. There was a set amount I didn't catch at Geeks. I thought it was until the new, next full moon or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. Not long because they said something about, oh, well, we need to get the cure <laughs> back by this time. Like two to three day type thing. Oh, uh, Okay. And then I was like, how much you guys go this, qu- this quickly? And then, and then travel time. And <laughs> I was looking at the wardrobe. I was like, wow, I like those snow um, winter wear. Like they all have cute boots. Yes. Their sweater looked really cool. <laughs> so I kind of, my, I kind of, my focus went somewhere else instead of the storyline. Yeah. Okay. Aww. So this is interesting Gosh. because I'm wondering where you guys are about the show in general. Like, why, what are you guys feeling about the cure and, you know, all this business with the siring of Elena to Damon and every, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little put off right now. Um, I understand that Elena's going through, you know, transformation and just, she's just not, the Elena of old, I get that, but her right now is annoying the freak out of me. I cannot stand Elena at all. I am like waiting because she's just not the Elena of old. She's so whiny right, and she's though. so weak. But I understand why she's like that. A because she's sired. B because she's going through a transformation. So no wonder I don't like her. So I guess Nina is still doing a great job. I just want to see Catherine. I need some spunk. I need some something because I am sick of Elena right now. She is the last person that I care about in this series. I can't believe it because she has always been my favorite character. And because she's going through this lull, it's just almost too, too, too uncharacteristic. Well, I don't know. We're halfway through this fourth season. And to be honest, I feel like it's going in so many different directions mm-hmm. that it's really pulling me away from the original story. Yeah. And that's probably why the first and second seasons were still my favorites of mm-hmm. the Vampire Diaries. Um, I also, uh, also they're prepping for the spinoff, right? With the originals. That's so true. maybe yeah, they yeah. will come to some kind of conclusion, you know, uh, maybe once everyone gets a cure and okay, done. Who knows? Cause maybe <clears throat> Elena goes to do something else. I mean, I can't imagine her career being, um, doing this, you know, <laughs> looking for the cure. <laughs> She's still young. And I did hear they mention uh, Catherine's name, um, so maybe she will kind of come for a visit. Oh, a- I hope so. so. I miss some, you know, a little, just a little bit of sass. That's all. Yeah, she's not going to do much, you know. She needs to hide, and she's still hiding from Klaus. But come on. I, I mean, Eileen, hmm. I, I don't know. I I think that maybe you know it's episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. Wait a couple episodes. I think that the end game may probably make pay it off. pay off for you. Okay. Um, because if they don't find the cure, this is a an entire waste of the season. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's safe to assume that we will find a cure. Somebody's going to take it, and there's going to be a huge shift in the series. And so I'm, I'm actually on board with this storyline. I feel like they've made it a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. than I'd like. Um, but I'm. I'm excited to see who gets the cure and what's going to happen to Elena because 
she has been made out to be less than perfect um, in this particular episode, um, Into the Wild. Mm-hmm. I know, Eileen, you've said that you know she's like your least favorite on the list. Well, Rebecca has an amazing scene. True. Where she says, hey, you know, before you make me out to be the ultimate villain, think about this. Like, Elena's doing all this and that, like being, you know, doing bad things because she's trying to save her family. But, you know, like, Rebecca, on the other hand, like, Elena killed, like, a couple of her family members. Yeah. And so at the same time, it's like, you know, we're, we're made out to love Elena because we've known her from season one, but she's... She as a vampire, she's done just as bad things as Rebecca has done. Mm-hmm. Now that she's a vampire, so I, you know, I think that there's a chance we may see Elena like losing her humanity, mm. that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. she's already slipping towards that edge. She's killed. She's doing questionable things for her own um, agenda, mm-hmm. and she thinks she's right. <laughs> she's killing other people's family members now. I think I don't know. I think this is really interesting to see where Elena's character is going. She's not perfect anymore. She's not innocent, but I, I think that she's on the verge of losing her humanity, and I'd like to see what that looks like. <gasps> uh oh. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and by the way, it's their last year in high school. Finally. <laughs> oh, so where did they go? <laughs> Shouldn't they have graduated already? They weren't freshmen in season one. I think they were sophomores, but dang, it's been taking forever. Oh, man. Um, all right. I guess that's all that really – do we need anything? Oh, so, um, um, we should mention – Oh, go that, for it. Go for it. Uh, the guy uh, – another hunter possibly. Yes. Oh, um, yes. Oh, gosh. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. He had a tattoo on his arm. And yeah. he's captured demon. So Damon, uh, I think, knows who is, or, or is aware of that symbol, I think. But then um, the hunter didn't know that Damon is, I guess, quote, unquote, one of the good guys, you know, because um, uh, uh, he was trying to beat up Damon. Right. So I think that's a uh, I think those are heavy in the previews for this next episode coming out this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, essentially, you know. Damon's life hangs in the the balance of his friends, um, so we don't really know what's going to happen yet. Did you guys hear rumor, or I don't know where I heard it that uh, Damon might die? What? No, or you guys come didn't. alive? Oh, I, okay. <laughs> it's from the the viewers. The oh, viewers is it from? In okay, okay. Week. sorry. I was like, I don't know where I saw it, where I read yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, you brought what? it you know up. What? You brought what? it up. I guess we can repeat the 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 rumor that made my jaw drop. Yeah, uh, oh, go ahead. Actually, yeah. They say that Damon is actually the one who takes the cure, and <gasps> the rest of the people are questionable, but Damon's going to become human. At least that's what happens in the books. We don't know if they're going to follow that on the television show, but yeah, it you know, might very well happen at this rate. We got a lot of comments on our last uh, episode in our blog. Uh, this is great. This Thank is a you. lot, and I see you jumped in here, Stephanie. So... Um, Anyway, Sandra from the UK, Stephanie's reaction about Damon's being human was funny, but I think it'll be interesting to see if that will happen in the show. 
Um, let's see. Hi, everyone. I'd like to ask, this is Jordan. I'd like to ask if you're planning to discuss about the new show. Oh, Kevin Williamson following. Anyways, I'm happy to see your podcast again. Keep it up. No, the following is not vampire show. It's not, I don't think, right? It's just like, isn't that? I not um, yet. I'll probably watch it, but I don't think it's. It's not supernatural. Yeah, material? it's not. So it's okay. Is that the one with Kevin, Co- no, Kevin, uh, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. I yeah. wanted to say the guy from 24, uh, Keith, uh, Keith, Keith uh, Sutherland. Keith Sutherland, but whatever. Oh. Anyway, um, okay, here's another one. Keeping on the whole rumor of Damon and, and what, what might happen based on the books, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Tony Legg says, it was great hearing you. What you think about the craziness going on in the Vampire Diaries? I think you've heard how <laughs> we think about the craziness. Do you think <laughs> that they will show that they show or the show will end like the books? So, spoiler! I don't everybody. know how the books end. Okay, okay, my so, jaw dropped again when wait, wait, I read this. So here, there's more. Yeah. So it says the books, <gasps> the books with Elena dead, really dead, not the fake it's Vampire Diaries dead, and the brothers being real brothers again. How many seasons do you think there is left in the show? Don't get me wrong. I love the show and I hope it keeps going. But how can they keep pretending to be 17 or 18 years old? Did <laughs> <laughs> this as um. As exactly as that said, like okay. Elena is going to find her true death, but maybe that means um, Damon becomes human. It's questionable whether mm-hmm. Stefan will become human, but either way, the show is always about the brothers. Mm-hmm. So this kind of makes sense um, that they would just end their lives as being, you know, their brotherly. Ah, love you wrote this is what Stephanie wrote to Tonaleg. Except maybe mm-hmm. one of the Salvatore brothers will die with Elena, the Notebook style. <laughs> 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 oh nice <laughs> and then we shall all cry oh. uh, <laughs> yeah you know and i think it might i mean if i if i could make a guess and you guys can make your own guesses but i think that it's going to be Stefan who ends up with elena if anybody like if there was a yeah. notebook dying style at the end it would be Stefan and elena i i think that's what the books were meant to to be oh, interesting you know? Okay. Um, oh, he did mention at the very end as well. He said that she died in the first series of books, and then they wanted to bring her back, so they resurrected her with angel wing things with powers. <laughs> powers? What? Oh, yeah. this is what Tonalink says. Yes, the editors wanted the series to continue, so they get Elena resurrected into a weird angel with wing powers. I read all the books, but I never understood the wings. And she has an adventure to stay to save Stefan in the demon world. I don't recommend reading the books. It's too so weird, weird. <laughs> and not in a good way. See, no one has recommended reading the books, at, frankly. She says, that is she goes, so sad. She goes on to say, I would have preferred the book series ending at Elena's death, so I'd like to ignore the books that come afterwards. Sorry, didn't mean to confuse you. <laughs> the show is so I much think better. That makes a lot of sense. And you know what? Um, I, further, furthermore, to support this idea of Stefan and Elena ending up together, even though I'm a Damon fan, mm-hmm. um, in this episode uh into the wild there's a scene where rebecca actually saves elena from dying and gosh you guys know elena or or rebecca she hates elena yeah oh yeah this happened after she had her heart to heart with stefan yep and i think what rebecca realizes and she won't admit it is like stefan she thinks that uh, stefan still loves elena and she cares about stefan and so the one unselfish thing that Rebecca's going to do is save Elena because I think in the end they're probably going to end up together and she knows it. So she saved Elena. Mm. 
and which yeah. led them to the truth. See, so maybe that's why I'm feeling a little more compassionate towards Rebecca, even though she's she's just she's Rebecca's just a big brat, you know. She yeah. hasn't gotten anything that she's wanted throughout her life in terms of love, and so she's just a little brat, you know. And she's tortured as well. And she thought at one point that she loved Stefan, and then he leaves and remember. I don't know. All so maybe that she stuff. is changing. Eh, I don't know that it's going to last, but, you know, I, I don't think she's all that horrible, you know? I mean, I think all of the originals have a, a quality to them that's likable and that's um, meant to be, you know, for the good, but then they always turn out being jerks somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's pretty horrible, but she's got her reasons. It's just yeah, we're that's kinda, true. We're coming to find out. Um, I mean... Klaus is pretty horrible too, but he's still very charming to me at least. Yeah. Um, so Hennessy Peru also had a pretty good question. He okay. said after watching episode 13, how come everyone can see the hunter's mark now? Because mm. didn't it used to be just a potential hunter? Did Bonnie it, do a spell or something? No, she's taking pictures of it with her iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just true. as surprised as everyone else is. I think maybe because it's complete. That means uh-huh. Jeremy's purpose is done, guys. This is very concerning to me. Oh, no! Uh-oh. And she's taking pictures, so he doesn't have to stay around. Uh-oh. And then he's, you know, like, no. Bonnie and Jeremy have Elena. been giving each other, like, lovey eyes for the last couple of episodes. Nothing <laughs> too overboard, but, like, just a, a mutual fondness of each other. And it kind of worries me because they're not together. Yeah. And his You're right. purpose has there been has fulfilled. To- there has to be one I, big somebody death. Somebody always dies. Yep. I worry for his future, kind of like, you know, the drinking game we used to have for Caroline. I think we should start one for Jeremy. <laughs> I think so, too. Oh, I think no. you're right. I think, you know, the game's up. And, you know, he's been, oh, man. You know, we keep wanting Matt to die. How horrible are we? But <laughs> but I think they're going to make it worse. They're going to make, you know, the viewers... You can't just kill someone who's well. You can, but you know what I mean. It's it's more likely at the season ender you kill someone who's more valuable that yeah. you want. You know, the supporting the also my the prediction of Elena losing her humanity. There's nothing else in the human world that she's going to hold on to other than Jeremy if he's gone. Yeah, that'd be very devastating to to Elena. That's true. Mm-hmm. So let's be real. Elena the, and the Salvatore brothers safe. Uh, I don't know about Caroline, but I feel like she's had so many chances to die. She's just safe. I don't know. She's safe. She's got a story with Klaus. With Klaus. Yeah. Yeah. Safe. Uh, Tyler can die. Yeah. (laughs) He's our only werewolf though. He's our only. uh, He's he's a little, he's a little (laughs) a-hole vibrant. He's just full of spite now. I know. None of us, none of us. He also doesn't have a plan. So I think he's at danger as well. Oh, Stephanie, I noticed you said you saw warm bodies. I saw it too. What did you think of it? I thought it was charming. I thought it was going to be so stupid. Um, I did too. Was it the twilight of zombies? No. That's oh. the thing. That's what, that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be another, you know, lame to flick, but, you know, trying to do zombies instead of, you know, the, the vampires because zombies are hot now. But it... I, you know, I, I wrote on our Facebook page that it was surprisingly charming, witty, funny, dark humored, and it kind of turned the zombie genre on its head. Like it was not from the perspective of the humans. Humans, there was an entire narrative from the zombie who was named R, 
And the girl, human <laughs> girl's name is Julie, like Romeo and Juliet, so they say. Um, but I thought it was really funny. I, I kind of left the theater just feeling kind of like happy and giddy. You know, I just Aww, thought it was like, that's good. It was a, a feel good movie and there was surprisingly a lot of humor in it that I think a lot of there people was. would like. What did you think, Shannon? I thought it was so funny. It was definitely not your classic zombie movie. It wasn't scary at all. Uh, there were these skeletal creatures that were attacking anything that has a heartbeat. And that was a, yeah, the bonies. That was a main part of the plot line. But overall, it was, it was really, really funny. Um, I thought some parts were kind of cheesy, but overall, I really enjoyed the, uh, I really enjoyed the chemistry between the Jules, Julie character in R. It was just very cute. And, um, wasn't well, necessarily believable, but uh, I just really enjoyed it. I think it's also worth mentioning just because we, you know, the listeners of the Bike Club show are very, very familiar with all of the shows and movies that we cover. I think it's worth saying that the actress who played Julie in Warm Bodies is kind of... It's like, I couldn't stop looking at her and thinking that her expressions were a lot like Kristen Stewart's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. But, but she is more expressive. She yeah. is more believable in her emotions than Kristen Stewart. So, eh, it is what it is. It I think is. it was I, the I whole gaping mouth thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, they, they told her to be that way. Be like Kristen Stewart so you get the Twilight fans. Yeah, but she oh, was... that's funny. I mean, I would argue that this... this blonde actress was uh, more convincing than Kristen mm. Stewart. Dang. Yeah. So anyway, if We've you haven't come seen that it, yet, far. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was real surprised because I, I saw this in opening weekend and I, of course, like I saw the previews and I was like, oh, this is going to be so dumb. Like, I'm not going to watch it. But I had nothing else to do. So, <laughs> so I went to the movie theater with my sister and, oh my God, like the line was, I walked right up to the theater door and they're like, oh, you have to wait outside. I'm like, what? The line was all the way down. Seriously? Like, yeah, there was a, it was a dead huge for me. line. That's, did you see it on opening weekend? Yeah, I saw it on Friday night, and it, it was uh, dead. <laughs> all right. Well, I was in Orange County when I saw it. Don't know what what's going on in Orange County. That makes them <laughs> they love their zombie love. <laughs> excited about this movie, but at the end of the weekend, it was the number one movie. So, wow. so it was. That. Holy it crap! Was. I had it no was. idea. Yeah, so okay. so Eileen Lynn, you should you should definitely check it out. I mean, if if not just for like a fun, you know, it's a good date movie. They say, mm-hmm. uh, check it out. Okay, like, if you're awesome. not doing anything on Valentine's Day. I mean, that might be good. Good review, good review, ladies. All right, well, I think that closes this episode of Bike Club Shows. Fun, rousing recap of a lot of our favorite shows. So, um, hey guys, any last uh, parting thoughts? Um, can't wait to finish The Walking Dead and <laughs> the Being Human for next week. Yeah, oh, no. we'll have to do some Being Human next week. Totally. It was good. Um, I don't know. I know you guys talked about it um, before um, the Vampire Academy. Oh, um, yes. So I just... Go so for that, it. they have a release date um, for... They're starting production this summer, and then they're going to hit the theaters um, next Valentine's Day, February 14, 2014. Okay. Who is... Um, what's his face? Uh, you Dimitri. Know. Dimitri. Who's Dimitri? Do we like him? If you check out, if you check out our Facebook page... I'm going um, to it right I now. I posted all of the 
the uh, the main characters, including Dimitri, Lisa, and Rose. And they look great. Um, I know. You like them? You guys like I them? I do. Yeah. They are all new actors and actresses for me. Apparently, um, the Rose is from the movie Beautiful Creatures, I believe. Oh. Um, here, here. I can read That's it. That's coming um, out or is like this week or something or very soon. Yeah. Here, I can read it to you. After an extensive search for fresh talent, the producers also announced that Zoe Dutch, Dutch from Beautiful Creatures and Australian newcomer Lucy Fry will play the series' lead characters Rose and Lissa alongside Russian supercar superstar Danila Kozlov. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, um, apparently Dimitri, the actor who plays him, is... Uh, I think he's like 28 years old in real life, so he's the right age. He's the right he's age. Really, yes. He's really Russian. So, nice. so And he's really cute. Um, there's a bunch of fan art that we also posted on our Facebook page, and he's a good-looking dude. Oh, yeah. You know, he looks good for Dimitri. I like this. Okay, I'm in. As long yeah. as he can act, I'm good. Like, we'll see. the looks. <laughs> the looks we'll is good. Like I, like, I was really curious who was going to be Dimitri. And, of yeah. course, Rose as well. So she is she this woman? Is she, like, the lead in the Beautiful Creatures movie? Or uh, You know, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the movie. But she's gorgeous. And she's got, like, that dark strength, you know, to her. Um, Lissa was the, the, the blonde one. She's the one who was most surprising to me. Like, yes, she's blonde and skinny and beautiful. But, um, I don't know. I was, she, she, she also looks pretty tough, I think. And, um, I was expecting someone who looked a little bit more, um, fragile, mm. I guess you'd say, because she's supposed to be. Um, but anyway, I mean, all three of them are very beautiful. Um, I should also note that the, 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 the movie is actually called Vampire Academy Blood Sisters. Mm. And Blood mm-hmm. Sisters, we, you know, when people heard that, they were like, what? Why are they calling it Blood Sisters? It should just be Vampire Academy. This is, what I, what I think is that they're setting it up for, like, a trilogy or a series. Mm-hmm. So they're all called Vampire Academy, but the first book, the oh, first yeah. movie is be Blood Sisters. Well, because it's really, a, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry. The German version of the book is called Blood Sisters. Uh, well, they're multiple books anyway. They're they were like I can't, I don't even remember. Well, there's how so many. many. I have them all though. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. No, it was. Um, I, yeah, I think they have to kind of split them up. You know, they probably are combining. I think there were maybe four or five books, but um, yeah. so if it's a trilogy, then they have to combine um, a couple of the books. You know, but um, I I like all the photos you posted. Thank you. And I think I think they were really on with Rose. Um, the Me too. casting for Rose and Dimitri mm. is very, I feel like he definitely works. Um, yeah. there's, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just grow the hair. Act, like Eileen said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause we don't know him. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Yeah. I'm positive about the faces. So, yeah. you know, usually it's, who's it's the, hard. Who's the bad boy in the book? The, the one who's also in school? Adrian. 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 So. I can't wait to see who they cast as Asian, but I've heard rumors that he might not be in the first book because he's not in the books. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he comes. In the first, in, yeah, he comes in the. Yeah, he comes in book two, right? You know, yeah, I, yeah. I recently mm-hmm. been watching um, 
the Carrie Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn, so, you're um, not alone. Oh I have God. made room for the Carrie Diaries, but go ahead. <laughs> it's actually really cute. I kind of like it because it brings me back to the, the 80s. Fast time. Yeah. <laughs> and I notice um, there's a uh, 80-inspired fashion um, coming back kind of thing. Yeah. But um, anyway, so um, I that kid, Sebastian... I can kind of really? see him as a Adrian, but I think he might be too young, but kind of that um, good-looking, rich boy, kind of naughty, you know, um, but also kind of nice, you know, so I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited that this movie is actually being made. I mean, I've been following this Facebook page of the Vampire Academy for so long, and half of the time I thought it was just like a, a hoax. Because <laughs> nothing ever really seemed official, you know? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's someone, whoever's running the pages is very informal and whatever. Um, so I I couldn't actually tell if it was for real, and now it is, so I'm so excited. I know. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard of the Vampire Academies, the books are very quick read, and they're very good. So check those out. Yes. Yes, I second that. Me too. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, that about does it for this week's episode. We'll be back with uh, Being Human, Walking Dead, Vampire Diaries. Maybe Lynn and I will have time to see Warm Bodies and we'll have more of the Vampire Academy stuff to talk about as well. So until next time, bye.